Hello, everybody. Bob Oxley here. It's time for tips, topics, issues, and positions. And uh, today our topic is going to be on Dixie State University sports and all the athletic uh, program that's going forward. And uh, who else should I ask to be our guest today again would be the athletic director for Dixie State University, Dr. Jason Booth. Hello, Jason. Hey, Bob. Hey, welcome Great back. to be here again. Uh, we're pumping up. You know, I'm, I'm going through withdrawal symptoms because now the sport, you know, we're in the, in the midst between yeah. the academic and the sports year. Yeah, so I thought maybe I'd better get you in here because I, I figured it's a time for us to take a look at yeah. it. I, what I'd like to do today is just take a, re- a review of what transpired last year great and let's take a look and put the magic ball out and take a look at what's going to be coming up this year okay and of course we're always throwing that 2020 thing because i know that d1's out there somewhere it's coming yeah (laughs) so anyway i'd like to just uh, start off with you um as far as our football program we'll look at the fall sports then we'll go into the spring Mm -hmm. but uh, as far as the fall uh, we'll start off with football last year uh ended up seven and four yep very good year. Very good year. Uh, this is input from the fans. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to relay to you that it, for a first time in a long time, they felt like they were in every game. It didn't matter the Absolutely. way the score was going back and forth. It was exciting football yeah. to watch yep. and uh, encouraging. So we we had a we had a seven and four uh, final. Uh, we were happy about that. Yep. We're anticipating building on that oh, coming yeah. in for next year. In the in- interim. There was a coaching change, mm-hmm. okay, and Paul Peterson is now the head coach of Dixie State University football. Yeah, and uh, so, am I correct? Are the fans they're, they're excited? Are the fans anticipating? Uh, I know you don't like to put a lot of pressure on new coaches, but uh, <laughs> seven and four wasn't bad, and uh, new league. And um, what do you think yeah. for this year? Uh, what do you think was going to be coming up for this year? Well, I, I think that the the the, the, the the student athletes are, are very excited and ready to build upon that. And, um, you know, we've got a good group, um, and this new coaching staff has brought in uh, a lot of additional, you know, good student athletes that I think we're just going to build on top of that success. So we're excited, but, you know, it, um, we, I think we were picked fifth in the RMAC that they just yep. announced this the other day, which, oh, okay. At uh, the so media, yeah. Put that up on a bulletin board and let it be some motivation for the guys because uh, I think we're a better team than fifth place uh, in this conference for sure. There were a few games that we left – um, uh, let let get away last year. That seven and four may not have been quite indicative of where we could have been. We could have also lost a couple games that we won. So, um, in reality, seven and four is probably right where we ended up. Uh, should have ended up. But I think this team can be uh, a nine or ten win team um, oh, with a coaching change. You, you just never know how exactly how that'll go. But all signs so far have pointed to very very positive direction, and the guys are really buying in and really love the direction of this new coaching staff. So nice. I'm excited. That's good news. Yeah. That's good news. Um, let, let me go on. Let's, I'm going to come back to football later on. But uh, let's take a look at some of the fall sports from last year. The men's and women's cross country. Are, yeah. how, how did they do? Well, we had um, – they, they held their own. Now, you got to keep in mind, the RMAC is probably the most difficult conference in the entire country. Uh, when you have schools like Adams State um, that have won – I think they won the national championship again last year. You know, they they they're running at over 7,000 feet every single day. So when they come down to even 3,000 feet for a for a meet, they blow the competition away. So they have a distinct advantage them and many other schools in the conference, Western, um, you know, you name it, that are are, are training at altitude. Um, it makes it tough. So we knew that coming in, but uh, our team held their own. Um, we even had um, one gal uh, go to the nationals uh, and run. Um, well, that was Billy Hatch that ran in the track season. She ran at the Nationals. So um, we're doing okay. They, they don't get a lot, so uh, we don't anticipate, expect a lot from those programs. Um, and we're slowly building up those those programs over the years. But um, uh, they did a nice job. Um, it'd be like um, taking a minor league baseball team and just throwing them in with the majors right away. In other words, going from the conference we were in to going to the RMAC, it was, you're going against uh, – five or six top 10 teams in the nation just in our conference. Wow. So it's uh, it, it was kind of unfair to them a little bit, but they didn't back down from it, and they they hit it head on and did very nice. And they always say the better the competition, you rise yeah, up. So. absolutely. I, I would say if we were going to remain in the RMAC for a number of years, you would see our team get substantially much better as a result of that. And I th- still think we will uh, with a D1 jump, but 
even staying in Division Two, that team would have gotten a lot better. That's fantastic. Uh, let's uh, switch over to golf. Last year, that yeah, men's and women's golf. in the that is a their championship season is in the spring, um, and so in the fall, you know, they, they they play competitions and they get their resume built up. But in the spring, we hosted um, on the men's side. We fell just a couple strokes short of winning the the RMAC conference championship. Um, the women finished um, just short of it as well. Uh, so we were both right in contention there. But the men then hosted the West South Central Region uh, Championship here at the Ledges, and we won it. Uh, we won <laughs> we won the Region Championship um, and went to the National Championships in West Virginia and finished in ninth place wow. in, in the nation. So one spot out of advancing to match play to try and win the national championship so very very good job by them and very uh what a run that was only our fourth region championship that we've ever won um at the division two level the other three belong to softball um coincidentally the so the 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 two teams that have won our four region championships softball with three and men's golf with one those are the only two programs that have been to the ncaa tournament every single year we've been eligible wow so coincidentally they're the only two that have won. Our reputation's out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to switch over now to um, soccer, women's and men's soccer. How's yep. those programs coming along? Great. Uh, the men finished 7-9-2. Um, and two. Um, They were the only team, and I'm not knocking them on this because 7-9-2 isn't bad, especially, you know, again, the RMAC is good competition just as the Pac West was, but they were the only team of the teams that have winning records. So, you know, golf doesn't keep a winning record, you know, win-loss record, um, Cross country doesn't have a win loss record, so you know the volleyballs and soccer's and basketball, baseball, softball, etc. They were the only team of ours that had a losing record this last year. Wow! We had we won over sixty seven percent of our contests this last season, the highest we've ever had. So, but they were only seven nine and two. So that's essentially five hundred when you have those two ties. If they go the other way, you know you're you're looking at you know a nine and nine season. Got it. Um, so, very very nice job by them. The women did excellent. They got to the RMAC um, tournament, hosted a game, won it, got to the semifinals, um, and lost uh, uh, in, in that semifinal game. But did a phenomenal job. Um, and I believe they were thirteen and five. I believe was their end record. So, a, a great run for them. Fantastic. Um, how about women's swimming? Women's swimming uh, championship season is in the winter, um, and they did quite well, actually. They went to the RMAC championships and um, competed very well there um, and actually was the highest-placing team without diving. So with, with, a, with a diving program, you get points for having your divers, and not every team has diving, and we actually beat out teams that have divers. Uh, our girls yeah. did so well. So we didn't have quite the firepower to win the thing, but um, we were right up near the top. Um, I believe it was a third, third place finish, third or fourth, somewhere in there. But we finished. The, the cool part was we finished ahead of several teams that have diving, which is remarkable. Just, That's, yeah. Is it two years old? Is it that program? That program. This is, uh, I believe, it's fourth season. Fourth season. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. Yeah. That's, First year in the RMAC again as everyone else, so it was a, a a little bit of a step up for the conference championship. Okay. Uh, women's tennis last uh, year won the RMAC conference tournament. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Just missed out on the regular season. Now, th- in all fairness, there were only four teams that have women's tennis in the RMAC, okay. um, and uh, they are dropping. The RMAC is dropping that sport as a recognized sport after this uh, currently because there's only four. You need five minimum. So they had a waiver for this last year, and um, Colorado Christian dropped women's tennis. So they gave the sport one year to try and find somebody to keep it at the five and no other schools are adding it. So this was the last year of an RMAC conference championship. And so we knew this was our chance to, if we're going to win one, we go out and get it. And so we went out and got it. And, um, one that was so exciting for those girls where that program's been, um, to, to do that. So we were very excited and proud of them. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm going to finish up the fall with the women's volleyball. Won the uh, RMAC conference. (laughs) They won. They, they tied with Colorado. I've just, yeah. Um, so they were our, our only regular season conference champion. Um, Fantastic. They got, to, obviously, to the RMAC tournament, uh, hosted a quarterfinal game here at home, and then won that one and then went to the top seed, which was Colorado Mines. They had the, the one seed over us, even though we tied in the regular season. They beat us head-to-head. So uh, while we shared the regular season title, they got the number one seed for the conference tournament as a result of that win. So we had to go to Golden, and uh, we lost in the in the semifinals there. Um, for that conference tournament. But we made it to the NCAA tournament, 
um, and lost in the first round to Colorado Mesa, which was a, a, a tough, tough loss to a conference conference rival. But um, anytime you get to the NCAA tournament, it's you know anybody can win or uh, on any day. So we went to Tarleton uh, in Stevensville, Texas, and um, and and lost in the first round. But you know, again, got to the NCAA tournament. You can't shake, you know, can't hold your head. That's right, down about that. and That's, Dixie awesome. State's name's out there. Absolutely. That's the program. Yep. That's great. That's great. Let me jump over to spring now. Okay, okay last year. We're just going to take a little review here. Um, our baseball team. Baseball team finished with 35 wins, um, just missed on the NCAA tournament. Um, I think we were one of two teams in the whole country that had 35 wins that didn't make it into the tournament. Um, that's just a result of the, the way the division two does it with the regional play. I mean, if they had a full national tournament where they took the best 64 teams in the nation, we would have been in easily. But, um, we, I think we were number nine, um, in, in, or I think they take, I can't remember if the South central takes six or six or eight, but we were the, the last spot we got, we got bumped, um, out. We were, we were going to have that last spot, but then we got bumped because someone, in another conference, won an automatic bid that wasn't ranked, uh, so we missed out on that, and um, that was that was hard. But I um, know I had some of the students uh, that played on the team. And that's disappointing. They were so excited going into that season. Yeah, the year before we went 500, 25 and 25, which which was Chris Fatenhauer's worst year ever, and he's all you know he was very upset about that. I'm like, you finished 500, we're doing okay with a with a uh, reloading year, you know a. Uh, uh, you lost, I think, 18 seniors the year before, and you finished 500. That's pretty darn good. I think so, too. Um, and then he turns it around and you know, improves by 10 wins and wins 35 games. So um, that program is phenomenal and fantastic shape. That's great. Uh, switching over now to women's softball. Um, once again, um, got to the NCAA tournament. Uh, didn't win the RMAC regular season, but went up to Colorado Mesa um, and uh, won the RMAC tournament. Yes, on their on their field against them, which was pretty cool. So we um, won our first two games, and then I'm trying to think of the days. Yeah, on on Friday we lost to Colorado Mesa um, to give us our first loss, and it's double elimination. So if we were going to win the tournament, we had to come back on Saturday and win three in a row, which would have included beating Colorado Mesa twice. So we had to come back in the morning on Saturday, and we beat Metro State. Um, so we advanced to the championship series. Now Mesa only had to beat us once. And we beat them twice on their field to amazing. win the conference championship. That is amazing. It was really cool. <laughs> so, uh, and we needed that. We that was the automatic bid, and we were close to kind of being on the bubble there. But with that win, we we got in, you know, automatically. So we went to uh, Commerce, Texas, and um, we lost our really two really tough close games. Uh, they could have gone either way. We lost. We went zero and two, and and came home. But again. Getting the NCAA tournament That's is nothing right. to be ashamed At of. At that level, it can, it, anything can happen. Yeah, for the 10th year in a row. That's right. <laughs> I remember following them all the way through the uh, the yeah. championship game. Yeah, great group, ago. great kids. Yep, great program. Yeah. Great program. Um, jumping over now to uh, basketball, uh, men's and women's. Uh, you can start off with which? Sure. The women um, ha- had, a, again, another year of improvement. They finished over 500 for the first time in a long time. Um, Coach Gustin's finally starting to have his fingerprint on the program, and the girls are buying in. And um, there's still room for improvement for sure. And, and JD is is not satisfied with you know just being above 500. Um, he wants to be better. So I, I'm not worried at all about that program. He's got some great recruits coming in. He's very excited about the Division One move. Um, we're going to be very competitive at that level uh, in that program. On the men's side. Um, uh, Finished second in the conference uh, in the regular season, hosted a quarterfinal game, and lost at home, uh, which was one of the worst, most not worst, but most disappointing losses I've uh, experienced. Um, and here. a lot of fans, including yeah, myself, I mean, felt we, the you, same we way. We finally get to host a postseason game basketball at home. We've never done it because the Pac West was a predetermined site. Um, we've never hosted an in-state tournament game at home, and we host a RMAC tournament game at home and. Nothing. Now, the only silver lining is the team we lost to, New Mexico Highlands, was hot. They they got hot at the right time, and they ended up winning the whole RMAC conference tournament. So they got the automatic bid, um, which um, we with that loss to them, we were on the bubble, and they they took basically took our spot in the NCAA tournament because they got with them going on and winning the whole tournament. We might have had a chance to sneak in if um, let's say Colorado Mines, the, who was the host and the favorite. 
uh, would have won, but they lost to uh, New Mexico Highlands in the semifinals on their home floor too. So New Mexico Highlands was playing really, really well, but still, we we beat them by a lot earlier in the year. I know. And turned around <laughs> and got beat. So, but that's the way it is. That's it's sports. That's why you right? play the game. Competition, right? right? Yep. Uh, we've got the women with track and field. Track and field. I mentioned earlier, Billy Hatch went to the um, NCAA uh, finals, the championships, yeah. and, and ran in the ten in the ten k. Um, so back in, in cross country, she won the ten k, uh, or, or or she won the um, RMAC uh, cross country championship as an individual, um, and then she turned around and goes to uh, uh, win the. Excuse me, she won the ten k at the RMAC championships. Excuse me, not the not the cross country, um, the ten k at the track championships. Goes on to the NCAA tournament, and I think she finished 13th. Uh, just a little bit out of the All-Americans uh, slot, but not too bad. It was um, pretty neat to see her run that, down there. That's great. That was fantastic. So, overall? Fantastic. I mean, overall, again, we we, are, we won over 67% of our games, which is about 7%, 6 7% is points better than we normally are, usually around the 60%, 61%. Um, as a Division II program, since we've been eligible for the postseason, we were at about a 61.5% winning percentage on average, um, and we are at 67 this year. So, fantastic. And, you know, only with only one conference regular season championship. If you think about that, I mean, like, wow, you won 67% of your games, you only won one conference championship. Well, that says a couple things. One, you've got good teams across the board, but there's been, like, one team in each of those sports that is just slightly better for that year to win that conference title. Uh, volleyball shared it with Colorado Mines. Basketball finished second. Baseball was right on the doorstep. Softball was right on the. I mean, just I know. they're they're right near the top. So it, it's encouraging, but you just don't have as much hardware as you'd like to to display. But that's okay. Well, it, it was kids did a great job and um, performed very well. So we're very happy with this year. Okay, uh, I want to jump down. To, we're still talking about last year, and I just want to bring this to. Uh, I was going to use it at the end, but I decided to use mm. it now. We, oh, you always, one of your big emphasis is student athletes. Yeah. Last time you were here, you were, you really went on that yeah. topic. You said, this is so important to you as well as to the university. Yeah. And, um, I'm not going to take the thunder away well, from it. That, as far as the academics are concerned for student athletes at Dixie State University, do you want to? That is probably why we were so excited and happy about this last year, to be quite honest. You know, yeah, we only won one conference, you know, regular season title. We won, um, the men's golf regional we won women's softball and and tennis conference tournament championships but we had our best gpa ever ever yeah, it's amazing yeah a three for a overall that was a 316 for the year um we're about at about a 303 average um but we were a 316 if you think of all the student athletes there mm-hmm. are in all the different sports and the programs and and the time commitments they the have they take them away from campus i mean it's on buses it, it's remarkable they're, they're a great group. We, you know, we're so, we're so fortunate. I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to work with them and serve them um, because they do such a nice job uh, in the classroom, which is their number one priority. I've had, I had a number of the students over this last academic year, and I can attest to you that they were dedicated. Yeah. They were interested. They let me know when they couldn't get access on the buses. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've done some other things behind the scenes to help them with uh, tutoring and whatnot that we just have been just building up over the years and the school's been great with the learning center and the the writing center and the tutoring center have been phenomenal we're partnering with them in great. ways that we hadn't in the past so i think that really helped and that is just setting the stage for division one because we're gonna have to do even more for them because the academics are even more important if they can be um uh, they're not really more important but they're scrutinized and we're held to a higher standard uh at division one than we've ever had to be at a division two so it just puts more emphasis on it that is very warranted and, and something that we're and very you, excited to and do. And what you're doing is you're establishing a program for all the student-athletes on this campus. Yep. Uh, this is what we expect from you. You truly are yeah. a student-athlete, Yep. and uh, you can't just flip a switch on that. That has to be a program yeah. that's built in, and it's a hand-down, yeah. peer-to-peer. And it, and it was the women's tennis team that led the way with, I think, wow. a 3-7 GPA. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and winning a conference championship at the same time. So, oh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's great stuff. 
Um, what I'd like to do, you ready to start taking a look at what we're going to be seeing this upcoming Absolutely, year? yeah. All right. So yeah. I want to start off with, of course, with football, because that's mm-hmm. just right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, we have a new coach, head coach, uh, Paul Peterson. Yeah. And he's put together a staff that he feels comfortable Phenomenal with staff, it. Yeah. Um, and you already, we already mentioned that uh, they're at they were at the media, uh, media RMAC Media this week yeah. in Denver. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it was the press and the coaches all vote. And these, that's whether we picked fifth coming yeah. in five. Yeah. Um, but you said that's, that's whatever. Hearsay. I mean, it yeah. means absolutely nothing. You know, so Pueblo was picked as the favorite. Well, that means nothing for them either. I mean, they still got to go out and win the games. And yeah. guess what? We play them our first game. On September so, the 7th. Yeah, at home. So we'll see. I mean, they're a good team. I mean, there's no – they certainly deserve um, – they, they, they won the, the, the title last year on uh, them and Colorado Mines. Um, uh, got the NCAA tournament, and unfortunately they had to play each other in the first round, which is kind of stinky. But um, but yeah, they're a very solid team, always have been. So um, that doesn't by them being preseason number one doesn't put any more you know any emphasis on the game that we already hadn't done. You know, it just might be like okay, these guys are the favorites. Might might focus the guys' attention just a little bit more. But uh, they're not going to need any more. Uh, any more drive to win this game because it's a home opener um we then go on the road for three games um and then five of our last seven are at home which is pretty good um so uh, this first one's going to be important but it's not the end all be all we lost the first one last year to pueblo on the road and still finished seven and five so um it'll be a tough game but yeah we're we're excited for the season paul is a phenomenal coach um, very excited for him um, and the staff that he's put together is fantastic. Um, and there was some trepidation and some uncertainty among, amongst the guys when we made the change. And I just asked for their patience and and um, and just you know just trust me on this. And a couple guys left, and that was their choice. And we fully support them and and are very excited to watch them grow and succeed and graduate at their at their new schools. Um, but the guys that stuck around have seen the have seen the light i guess for lack of a better term they're like ah i see, okay i see what's going i see the difference here this is this is good um no knock against the previous staff i mean those are those are great guys they just weren't the best fit for us at dixie state moving forward plain and simple um they're great people you know nothing against them um, they didn't do anything specifically wrong um that i can address but it, it's just it was time for us to make a change for the long term um, and the, again, rightfully, the, the, the some of the team was a little bit uneasy about that um, and upset, rightfully. Um, and um, they stuck to it. And the guys that are here are gonna are very excited for the season and what Paul and his staff are bringing to the table. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, along with that, uh, we're talking. Let me I'm probably ask the same question over and over again. But Division One, mm-hmm. we've made a commitment. We're going that route. Yep. Is that already helping recruiting? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so Paul and his staff came on board. I'm just going to speak say football specifically for mm-hmm. that question, but it's kind of okay. goes across all sports. But Great. he came on board in December, and so they had to get out on it really quickly uh, for the recruiting, the signing day in early February. Um, and what they found was they got into a lot of homes and spoke to a lot of kids that they never would have if we wouldn't have made that announcement. So, but we didn't get them. Uh, we only got maybe a couple of them that we, you know, because the other schools were swinging a bigger stick at that time. Um, they would just say, oh, well, Dixie's talking to you. Okay, well, here's a full ride. But we didn't have those to give because we're still Division Two for this year. So this next recruiting cycle will be a Division One recruiting cycle. We'll, right. we'll have those full rides. So we'll really see what the, what the difference point. is. But um, just initially by getting access to them in their homes and recruiting them uh, with that announcement, um, it looks very good for our, our ability to win some big recruiting battles. So coaches are excited and we're excited to see what happens. That's great. That's great. Um, anything else about the football team you want to want to mention? Because um, we're first, getting close. First game September seventh at seven <laughs> o'clock against Pueblo. We we need the community to come out and support um, and support these guys. Um, um, again, we only have one in September, so only one really really hot game. But it'll be at seven o'clock at night. Um, the rest are in October and, and even two right. in November. So. Should be a favorable schedule for the fans to come out and watch. That's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to jump over to uh, cross country. What's it look like? 
Uh, I think, you know, same old, same old, that they're, they're going to be competitive. They'll probably, be, you know, be in the middle of the pack, so to speak, and, and if not, surprise us. And, you know, Billy Hatch will be coming back, the the, the, fem- the women's runner that we had. That's fantastic. Uh, Justin Decker does a great job with, with what he has available to him. Uh, again, in the RMAC, it's it's difficult. Um, so it's just the, the 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 odds are stacked against us because of where they're training uh, at, at altitude. It yeah. just they have a a physiological advantage Fantastic. that we don't have. Well, listen, we're going to take a break right now, but we're not going away. Everybody, hang in there. Uh, we'll be right back because awesome. we're going to continue taking a look at the the teams coming up for this uh, this upcoming year, as well as we got some other questions that we want to uh, ask. Uh, uh, Dr. Booth uh, about this, his athletic program here at Dixie State University. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob Oxley with tips here, and it's our special guest is uh, Dr. Jason Booth, the athletic director for Dixie State University, and we're doing a review preview, and so we're in the preview section. We talked about football coming up for the upcoming year with the opening game on September the 7th against the uh, – with the uh, preseason selection as number one, but that doesn't mean anything. We've already talked that through. And then we talked about cross-country. We're excited about that mm-hmm. with some returning uh, people, yep. uh, athletes that are going to make a good name for us at, uh, on that. I want to go over to uh, the golf, um, men's golf and women's golf. What do you, what do you see for the future as for this year? I, I think more of the same. You know, very, wow. very consistent, solid golf um with some uh, new recruits coming in that'll just you know reload and, and do more of the same you know the women's program will uh continue to, to grow and and become you know very very competitive which they were last year in the armac the men's team while we're not hosting the regionals this year which um which helped us you know be able to play familiar play at home but um i, I think our both teams will be very very solid if you know right right in there competing for the armac championship in the spring um uh, some of some of the fans that called in and said wanted me to ask you because of our beautiful weather does that help out recruiting for the golf program i think i have a lot of golfers in the area i think it helps recruit for all sports to be honest Uh, but especially golf if um you don't really have to sell it i mean where would you rather uh practice Uh, i know i'm not sure what suu does for their practice i know they have a course up there but I, i i'm pretty sure they come down here to practice a lot which is hard for them, you know, make that drive. But I would, if I were them, I'd come down here too. Um, but we're here, you know, we live here. Uh, we just drive over to Ledges, we drive over to Sunbrook, drive over to San Hollow and practice. I mean, it's that's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely an advantage for us. Well, I, I, the fans that have called in on this asked me to ask you that question yeah. because we have a lot of golfers, obviously, in yep. the area, yeah. and they love this sport and they follow that. They're so proud of Dixie State. Yeah. They, they use that talking up to other people from other areas. Well, of the with with that with that environment, with our environment and the courses we have here, we should be a good golf program on on both sides, and we are. So expect that to continue. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to switch over. How about men's and women's soccer? For this upcoming men's game. women's soccer uh, I think the men will take a few steps forward again you know from their almost uh, uh, 500 winning record that they'll they'll turn that around and, and have a winning record um, the women uh, a brand new coach uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. our, our coach last year was his uh, first year Jerry Lucy he just he's he's from Ireland originally and he's from uh, Long Island and he just he got homesick for lack of a better he just didn't have anybody out here and it was just hard for him um, which is unfortunate, but yeah. hey, I, I can't. I don't blame the guy. I mean, that that was his decision, and so he he went back home to uh, coach at Hofstra, where he where he coached for a little bit, um, and we're still in touch. And he still loves all these girls and loves his team and um, wants them to be yeah. nothing. So but the who best. is so the new coach? The new coach, his name is Steve Golas. He was the assistant um, coach at University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. For the last few years, and that program is phenomenal at Division One. They at one, I think it was two years ago. They were the only uh, undefeated team in Division One, and their one loss was in the NCAA tournament. But it was unde- they wasn't a loss because they lost on penalty kicks. Oh my God! They didn't advance, but it didn't go down as a loss. So um, they're phen- phenomenal to be able to recruit to that program and to build that over the years with the head coach that they that he worked with there. Uh, I'm excited for Steve um, to put his stamp on this program and just elevate it even even further. And and the student athletes are they excited knowing his background and? Well, they don't haven't really got to know him uh, too much because he okay. came in kind of after a spring season and okay. they haven't really interacted with him a whole lot yet. But um, they are very disappointed to lose Jerry. They love Jerry, and as we all did. Um, but I think very quickly from what their interactions so far have been, they see that Steve is. 
is different than Jerry, but still good, you know, and, and intense and, and won't, you know, but, but, but fun. Um, and he'll have that personality that they, they like to interact with like they did with Jerry. So Fantastic. I think they'll, they'll keep the momentum and be up there on the 13, 14, 15 win mark. That's great. Uh, now, this is exciting. The women's varsity swimming team, okay, for this mm-hmm. upcoming season. And um, I looked at the schedule, I, you know, and I said, there's something going on November the 15th. Yeah. You, want to, you want to talk to us about that? I, I know you're excited about the swimming team, but we'll talk yep. about that. But there, November 15th is a big date. But there's a little ahead. construction project going on on campus. <laughs> and if you haven't noticed, that is, we'll be wrapping up shortly before then. And November 15th, we'll be hosting a meet um, uh, in our brand new pool in the Human Performance Center. Wow. Yeah, and that's excited. a big building. You know, I had no idea how big that building is until now. Oh, yeah. It, Have you toured it yet? Oh, I haven't toured I oh. just, from the outside. Once you go inside and see, this that building is unreal. I mean, I, I can't even, I don't, I'm not smart enough to come up with the words to describe it. It's beautiful. It's yeah. state-of-the-art. It's, it's going to be huge for the university. Yes, our swim team will get to compete in there, and they'll have a locker room, and coaches' offices will be in there, but it's going to be huge for the entire student body. It's their building. They helped put in a lot of money to help buy it. So um, we're, I'm excited to see them use it. But uh, our swim team is elated to have that facility. And yeah. we're going to show it off to the community with uh, with that first meet. Yeah. So there, uh, listeners, you mark that on your calendar, November 15th, brand new Human Performance Center. We're going to have our first swim meet. Well, we only have seating for 750. So uh, the first 750 uh, they get there, we'll get a seat. But first come, first serve. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Hmm. There'll be a line going around. I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> then we'll have to figure out big screen TVs on the outside. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll work it all out. Well, we'll have a video, we board. We'll have a video board inside, so <laughs> there you look go. through the window. <laughs> we'll work it out. But that, I was excited to see that. Yeah. So uh, it's it's happening. Yeah. Okay, something else. So you're saying that the, the swimming team is going to – oh, I will, here's a question. Based on the first half hour we were talking, you mentioned about diving. We didn't have diving. Right. Are we going to implement that now and because of the new facility? We don't have any concrete plans to do that. Okay. Uh, we have to have a diving coach and whatnot. Sure, it's on, on the radar screen that we'll do over time, but we've got as with, with the Division I um, rollout and the budgets that we have to grow for that. Okay. Um, it, I'm sure it'll be folded into that at some point in probably in the next five, six, seven years, somewhere in there. But um, it's not a necessity that we have to have it, but it's, it's, a, it's a good idea to have it to get those points. Yeah. When you're competing you mentioned earlier that our team did very well without the diving. Yeah. Can you imagine with the diving? It'd be very difficult, Division One, to, to do that same thing without diving. Okay. So um, I, I see it happening. We just don't have a, a definite date Okay. Yet. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and then I've got uh, the women's tennis team coming up uh, mm-hmm. for next year. What do you think? Brand new courts. Uh, again, you know, they, played on, they played some matches last year in the spring on their courts, but they'll have a full year. Um, we, we are going to be announcing here soon some free uh, youth clinics that the teams are going to be doing teams Great. going to be doing throughout the year to build up interest in tennis and have a, a cool tournament at the end of that. Um, so that'll be coming out um, here soon. So a lot you know community service in that way, but also you know generating interest among um, young boy, boys and girls as they grow into men and women to play tennis for their life. Absolutely, um, that's important. But um, I, the, I, they're going to be successful. We won't have a conference championship to win because, again, the RMAC won't be sponsoring it. But um, uh, we'll go out and win some games and be successful and have a good experience for those That's girls. Great. Now, to go along with that, I'm going to not not this upcoming sports season, but the following. Yes. We're going to add men's tennis. Men's yes. tennis. Yeah, we had to. Um, we we didn't meet the minimum of men's sports for the WAC um, in 2020 because they don't sponsor football. Okay. Um, um, and if they did, then we wouldn't have had to add a sport, but they didn't, they don't. So we had to add a men's sport and, uh, we chose men's tennis, um, uh, to go along with the great courts we have there. And, uh, coach Pelton who oversees the women's team will oversee both. Oh, that's great. Um, and he'll be getting started here this fall, uh, recruiting, um, spend this year recruiting on the men's side to have a good team in place come next fall. Fantastic. All right. Uh, I'm down to a women's volleyball. I, I, we we would be a disappointment if we didn't win the conference again. I mean, that, I mean you, you won it the last year, so why not win it again? So uh, if they don't win, they're going to be right up there. I mean, they're going to have a solid team. We've got a bunch of great returners coming back and some really, really good incoming kids, transfers and freshmen coming in that Coach Felder is very excited about. So I think we're going to have just as good of a, uh, of a team, Fantastic. if not better. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, um, 
Um, you have we have a returning All American, <laughs> so <laughs> so can't beat that. No, no, this is good. This is that's exciting. Yeah. So that's fall. That's what your feel your feelings yep. are. So let's let's jump over to spring for this next year. Uh, how about uh, let's start off with the basketball team, men's and women's basketball team. Yeah, that um, the men have two new assistant coaches. Um, okay. As we're, we we added an assistant coach position as we start to build for Division One because we got to start recruiting now. So. Um, um, they had two coaches before, but they weren't full-time in just athletics. There's only one full-time athletics. Now both are full-time within athletics, just coaching. Um, so that'll help Coach Judkins. Um, he's just going to reload and do what he usually does. I, I don't know how he pulls it off, but he's lost some guys. <laughs> and, and it just He just fig- I know. figures it out. It's, he's a wizard at that. Uh, the women, uh, I think we'll, 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 you'll see some significant improvement from them with the recruits that he's got coming in, um, like two or three uh, post players that we desperately needed um and the guards are are, are fine he's got a, a guard ashley beckstrom coming in that transferred from byu who wow. played here locally at desert hills um so she'll have three years to play here home um and so yeah she's really good um so we're excited to have her that, home and playing for us fantastic um and <clears throat> i had an opportunity to talk with him and mm. he is excited and he's yeah. very enthusiastic about the program and wants mm-hmm. to move it forward yeah um are they all under the restriction division one when they go on these recruiting trips um, because we have a limitation on scholarships that's going to change at mm-hmm. n- next year at this time we're going to have the doors open so yep. we can well they're recruiting to that now okay because the kids that they've recruited for division two are already committed and coming here in the fall so the next kids that are going to commit and come are going to be division one okay so there we're while we're under division two recruiting rules we're able to recruit them with division one scholarships great okay that makes sense that that does um so that's exciting on that uh, let's talk about uh, let's go to the baseball the baseball team this upcoming year i, I don't see a drop off i, I mean, don't either I, I see them improving by uh, enough wins to you know be really challenging colorado mesa for that conference title um they learned some hard uh, they lost some hard games on the road this year that i think chris is now prepared for uh with the elevation and stuff and um you know just lessons learned um uh, first time through the conference so i think he's gonna make some adjustments and uh, be ready to go again i've had some of those players as my students and they're just yeah. top notch great kids yeah. just a great team yeah. yeah and the same with same with softball i mean i yeah. I, I absolutely I, I see randy making a few tweaks and the kids kind of know now we've got two phenomenal pitchers that carried us in that conference tournament um that uh, are young you know um, that will carry the team again and, and be that much better and more poised and, and more mature to help lead the team. That's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to uh, go down to uh, track and field. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I think we'll just see a steady improvement. We added a couple um, coaches for Justin, um, one of them, Dave Scolding, from um, formerly of Desert Hills High School, is their head coach that won a few state championships. He'll be able to bring some help for, for uh, Justin on the – um, the more of the sprints and the, you know, the, 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 um, events that he doesn't necessarily have the experience in. Um, um, so we've got, he's got more help for him. So I, I just see that improving. We're adding, um, the throwing venues at the stadium as we speak, uh, on the lower field, the construction down there, right along 700, oh, you see that they're tearing right. up the field there. That is the areas for shot and discus and javelin, um, that will be going in. So we'll be able to have those venues for those, um, kids to practice on and we won't host a meet. Um, but um, they'll be able to practice at home. and We'll be able to host high school meets now with that, um, which will be great for um, you know, recruiting and just in general students, not just retract students, but to have that, that venue finished. Long jump as well will be done. So That's excited great. to see that. So the facilities are really yep. ongoing, improving, Oh, it's improving. constant, yeah. yeah. It's a, another one of your burdens. <laughs> yes. I mean, so excuse me, tasks. <laughs> Joys. Yeah. Joy. Yeah, I lost it there for a minute. <laughs> That gives us a, a review, and that gives us a preview for the upcoming year. Are you excited about this? There's a lot of positives that you brought out here oh, yeah. uh, for this upcoming year. Yeah. Um, just it, we'll have to have our student athletes go out there and do their do it. This time of year is awesome for everybody because everybody's got a chance. Absolutely. You know, everyone's excited. Everyone's got momentum. Everyone's got the best recruits coming in. Everyone's got you know this is going to be great. And, you never really know until you you see what <laughs> product rolls out there. So, um, but 
you know, history has shown that our, our coaches are able to put excellent products on the courts, on the fields, and most importantly, in the classroom. Um, and I see the kids just doing that again. And, and, and the whole idea that we're not going to be able to recruit good kids because uh, Division One because we're not going to go to the NCAA tournament. Well, in the review, how many teams went to the NCAA tournament last year? <laughs> That's right. Two, three, <laughs> men's golf, softball, and volleyball. And the and the and the cross country and tracks did it, um, individual. Um, that's not that much of a difference, you know. So, winning WAC championships is going to be really difficult and a significant accomplishment when we do that. Yep. Not if, but when. That's right. Um, and going to the NCAA tournament, oh, that'll be great when we're able to do that. But we haven't seen any kids that have said, ah, "I don't want to go to Dixie because you're not going to the NCAA tournament." They want to come here, and they want to play Division One, and they want to win. And winning a WAC championship is Big. a phenomenal accomplishment, and they see that. So we haven't really seen that that negative yet. We may. We may. There may be some kids that just don't return our calls or emails or whatever that we don't even hear about. But um, it's not something that's going to significantly hamper our ability to be successful in years you know, 2020 and beyond. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. i got some general yeah. questions for you. Great. <clears throat> Some you laugh at, but I I'm, I have this obligation. <laughs> these people, when you were coming on the show, the oh, the calls started coming in. So <laughs> here we go. Um, I'm going to start off with a little simple one. The question was: uh, Are we having any changes in the football tailgating and before the football games? Is that venue changing, or is it? You gonna know, that expand? is an alum, alumni association driven thing. Uh, and I got to be honest, we haven't even had a discussion about that yet. So I have heard that there may be some changes to that, but. Um, that's bad for me to say. I have no idea, but because we're here at the end of July and I don't know, but those that thing kind of kind of comes together at the last minute. I, um, I don't know. Okay. Um, we'd like to keep it, but at the same time, it, there we need to figure out a way where maybe we move it inside, uh, in the stadium. So if you want to come and eat, you know, have a free hamburger and hot dog, that's fine. But you have after game ticket. There's a lot of people that come to that that just get food and walk away. Yes. Yeah, and that's fine because that's what it is. It's there. It's nothing wrong with that. But it's it kind of defeats the purpose. You want to come to the tailgate and then come in, you know, go to the game. Um, and I see a lot of that. And and the students are also the kind of their feedback is we kind of don't really feel comfortable because it's kind of like a community thing and we're not not sure if, how we fit in. So we're we're trying to massage all that and make it a good event for everybody, the students specifically, to make sure that they want to be there and whatnot and, and it's grown over the years and i'm sure yes, if, we, it has. if we do it again it'll be similar to that and um I'm, I'm sure that's the way we'll end up going but um i haven't had those this, those discussions yet okay. with what the alumni association is thinking i had it written down or i had to ask no it's a good question okay <laughs> obviously um, one i need to get answered <laughs> uh here's just uh just we need your your assessment here we've talked about the teams can you just touch base with what facilities have been changed over the last year that's preparing us for this upcoming season and preparing for Division One and the requirements of Division One? You mentioned about uh, yeah. the Javelin and yeah. some of the things. Can you kind of like run through your facilities? And sure. Um, well, there isn't any requirements for facilities for Division One that we have to do. Wow. None. Because our facilities are phenomenal. Um, there isn't, uh, like, there are many division one programs basketball specifically that play in gyms much much smaller than ours so there is no minimum that you have to have at least 1200 seats or you know nothing like that the only time that that comes into play at the ncaa division one level is the bowl subdivision level for football where you have to have a stadium big enough to have at least 15,000 season tickets on an ongoing basis um over a rolling several year period and i haven't even looked into that too much because i'm not even looking at fbs because that's not where we're going to be fcs there is no there's no minimums. So we could have a 2,000-seat football stadium and be in Division One if we want to. Now, the the negative is you're probably not going to win many recruiting battles with a stadium like that. That's where it, it comes into the difference. So you need to have the facilities that you're going to be able to attract the student-athletes at the level that you want to bring in to be competitive. Um, so our football stadium is just fine with that. There, we have some work to do. We want to still upgrade the, the, the locker rooms and do that final phase uh, we still need about 10 to 15 million dollars to raise for that phase, and we're in the in the process of going out and having some asks out there for that. So we foresee that coming in the next few years. Re redo the press box, make it really nice with hospitality say. areas, and be able to host the media that are going to come with these bigger programs coming in. Um, we, I mentioned the the 
uh, the throwing venues for track. We got that. We added a uh, access if you on the um, on the east side uh, of the new bleachers. There's the concession stand at that north end. There's a little plaza. There was no access to the west side from that end of the stadium. You had to go all the way down to the south end and around the, on the sidewalk in front of the scoreboard. We've added a stairway down to that sidewalk at the north end. And uh, so now it's uh, like a 360-degree venue. Um, so we added that. That'll be a nice change. Um, but that's really it for football. Um, that, that's the only changes at that venue. Um, we have a 10,000 seat. 10,000. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, we don't. I'm not going to worry about more seats until we start filling the ones we have. Absolutely. Um, but with the teams that are going to be coming in over time, um, um, with uh, with the schedule that we schedules we have put together for football, we'll start to fill those seats pretty quickly. Um, but uh, we want to sell out. We'd rather have a demand and sell out. We have no desires or plans or thoughts at any point about adding any seats at this point. Okay. So uh, we're very happy with where we are. Um, in the Burns Arena, we've replaced the uh, seats in the th- Three middle, three sections on either side of the court along the sideline. So behind the benches and across from the benches, those six sections, brand new seats with wow. cup cup holders. Um, that's been done. Um, very excited. We we just um, we haven't officially announced this yet, so I'll just keep it kind of okay, vague. everybody. But this is first. <laughs> we we just agreed to a very big deal with um, that. We'll we'll be announcing that we'll over the next two years be replacing. We'll, we'll be putting in a brand new video board of basketball. Oh, fantastic! And a video board of football. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, oh my gosh, that is so fantastic. The video board won't be in for this football season. It'll be next season. But the, we're hoping we're shooting to get the video board in for this basketball season. I can't go any more details of that. We'll be announcing that soon. But it is a uh, one of the uh, I can probably say it has to be the biggest deal financially that we have. It is without a doubt um, in Dixie State history. This is just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that just came together uh finalized the last i think about two weeks ago wow um so we're very excited once we get the, everything together to announce that that really works the, the temporary one that you had in burns yeah. arena everybody liked that yeah it's cool i mean it's been great but to out, be able to, it's a it was a stepping stone this one will be legitimate fantastic four-sided you know well i everything. i i read about uh, this also we had the announcement earlier about burns arena that our men's basketball team yeah. their attendance was Number three in the Number nation. Number three in the nation. It's actually in tied th- for second on average, average attendance per game. But in total attendance, we were just below that team we tied with, uh, that school we tied with. So third, second, third, however you want to look at it. But still, pretty good, um, average. In the, and we've been in the top ten every year that I've been here, and even the year before I got here. So the people have been coming out to support Dixie State basketball. Um, and we're excited with Division One with those teams coming in. That I know, and, and that's only an average of twenty three hundred fans. The, the Burns holds holds almost five thousand. So I look at that and say we've got twenty five hundred empty seats. So come on, folks, yeah. come on! I mean, yeah. and, come watch these guys. And the innovations you're putting in the new oh, seating, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the yep. new scoreboard, the new the video. I mean, yep. you're so, not sitting on your hands. No, even though you're number three in the country, and we've got a great environment. It's it's. It's exciting. It's electric. There's always something being thrown out at timeouts and stuff, you know. So we on purpose. We do that on purpose to keep it in, you know, alive and keep want the kids to come it back does. and stuff. So uh, once people come, I think they they see it and they want to come back. That's so, part of that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other venues, baseball. We're gonna be doing some minor things down on the field level seating, just dressing that up with new um, seating seats down there with some shade um, and re- redoing the backstop uh, padding. Um, softball probably won't see anything specific, but we got a million dollar donation from Dennis and Diane Lyman when we announced the Division One um, that we have gotten it designed, a brand new stadium designed. Wow. Um, but now we have to come up with about five or six million more dollars to actually build the thing. So we're going to go out and launch that fundraising campaign to to do that because that if there's no better team deserving than that beautiful yes. facility. And when the renderings were able to release those renderings, it's a beautiful facility. It's fantastic i'm excited for that one um and then volleyball not a whole lot of uh, anything done there but in the future we will be because as that building basically gets vacated not completely but once a lot of those um uses that are in there now go over to the new human performance building yes it allows us to do some things in there to make it more volleyball uh feel um there's still gonna be the international office and stuff in in the in the in the sack but um we'll have a little bit more space to kind of spread out and make it more volleyball Fantastic. Uh, and then of course um 
uh, the tennis courts across the street from the Innovation Plaza. Uh, they're fantastic, and they were done again in January, February. Um, so facility-wise, it's okay. And the finale is the opening of that little building there, that little on the, building on the corner of yeah, 700 <laughs> Which University. I, it's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah, that'll be in the fall at the around homecoming, which is the end of October. Um, the um, exercise part of the building, the the workout area, and the pool will be open. Uh, the academic side will be open for class here in a couple of weeks. That is just great. Yeah, we're getting ready Beautiful, to launch here. Groundbreaking building. I mean, it's going to change this campus. It is for I, decades. I, I think with some of the talking, I don't know. You probably know more than I do, obviously, but. Um, that's going to be converted into the main entrance to the campus, possibly yeah. right along that Tro uh, where the Holland is and mm -hmm. where the Dew. Trailblazer Boulevard, right there, will be will Exciting. be redone and be, look really, really nice. That's fantastic. Okay, um, I want th I mentioned this to you before we went on the air, but <clears throat> the NCAA has this transfer policy, and this was a call that came in from one of the mm -hmm. one of our listeners. Uh, there's an NCAA transfer policy that's allowing students, student athletes to leave one program to go to another program. If there's justification, they can yeah. play right away. Yeah. And some of the coaches, uh, Division One coaches, are saying, uh, I don't mind them going one time and letting them do that. Mm -hmm. But if they go more than that, um, they have to pay a one-year penalty of not being able, eligible to play. And Yeah. There, there's so much with that rule that – no one really knows about yet that okay. uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Right. I, I don't see it impacting us too much until yeah. uh, uh, at least on, on the losing guys end, we may benefit from some that's transferring what, uh, here. That's what the, this uh, uh, listener alluded yeah. to. This is going to be a positive for it us. It could be. Mm -hmm. you know, it be, certainly could be. Uh, you never know. We mm -hmm. don't know because they don't, it's not fine tuned. It's it? so new that you, you don't really see the impacts for great. a couple of years. Well, I guess we're going to have to wrap this up, but it's been wonderful. Complete review and preview for the upcoming season. I'm excited. Me too. There's a lot of great <laughs> things going on facility-wise, the student-athletes-wise. We've got a lot of teams with a great foundation ready to launch. Yep, and a lot great, of experience and great returning. Time to, great time to be here and great time to be a trailblazer with everything going yeah. on on campus, let alone in my little world of, of athletics here. Yeah, we've got about two weeks to go, two yeah. to three weeks, and here we go. We're going to launch. Excited. I'm excited, to, and thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Anytime. Dr. Jason Booth, Athletic Director for Dixie State University. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this wraps it up for tips for another week. Uh, you can listen to this program at 3 o'clock on Fridays and five, rebroadcast at 5 o'clock on uh, KDXI 100.3, uh, as well as you can look at uh, Dr. Booth's smiley face and excitement for the upcoming year on Facebook and Twitter and podcast and the whole bit. So thank you very much for being thank here, you. Dr. Booth. Appreciate it. And uh, that'll, that'll wrap it up for another, another week. And uh, tune in next week at 3 o'clock for tips, topics, issues, and positions.